Hi everyone, you're now listening to episode 101 of the Tilt and Tither podcast, hosted by me, Tabriz. And me, Faisal. Welcome back everyone, another week down, another episode, and what a week. I've genuinely been looking forward to recording this episode since the game finished on Saturday. Mm. Tongue twister. It was, and you could tell it was. Uh, my tongue was getting tied up in loops there, but what a game what an atmosphere genuine excitement yeah the buzz continued into saturday i mean we knew it would and my god i mean st andrews was rocking we'll get into it proper but it's crazy i think it was like the most sold out game or something since 2020 yeah obviously we've been talking about it in previous episodes and just been on social media the excitement is real around blues mm. but i'm a bit of a Skeptic thinking, when is this bubble going to burst? Obviously, Leeds, we know they're having problems with their squad. A lot of players want out, but it's still Leeds United. I'm thinking going into the game, it's going to be a tough one. This could be you know, a bit of a reality check. We could get our asses handed to us. But what a day. I genuinely can't remember a day like that at St. Andrews for a very long time. It takes you back to our Prem days. Mm. We were a lot younger. But, you know, a sellout, atmosphere absolutely rocking. Wagner, New team to enjoy. Yeah, a lot Better of players football. to see for the first time. And, again, Wagner living up to his promises, something we keep talking about on this podcast. He keeps delivering. But we will talk about all of that a little bit later, so stay tuned. Before we get into the episode, let's get the shameless plugs out of the way. If you don't, please do check us out on our social media. You can find us on Instagram at the Tilton Two. Yep. Twitter, Facebook at the Tilton Two, YouTube the Tilton Two, and our website www.thetilton2.com. Caps available, Caps available yep. still. Make sure you grab one now. Exclusively, exclusively available on our website. Yeah, and genuinely not more fitting than right now. Obviously, yep. we've got an American flag above our stadium. I know, we do. So, might be CFC great again, rings around the stands. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Trump's getting round into, in the mix as well on the in the media. So, mm. again, very poignant. But let's get into poignant, it. Poignant. Yeah. Poignant. What did I say? Poignant. Anywho. It's all right. It's fine. Let's talk about our week. For some reason, people seem to care about what we've been up to in the last week. So, started, didn't it, on a on a bit of a, um, how would you say, I'd say it was a downhill. If you'd listened to episode 100 last week, you'll have known we were out on the town in Manchester. I genuinely feel like I've been playing catch-up this whole week from last weekend. Sleep. We were recovering on the last podcast. Dehydration. Oh, it was just awful. And it's still, it's still, um, yeah, I feel like I've definitely recovered, but I mean, it's I, the tail end now. I mean, I topped it up on Thursday. Oh, yeah, that's true. It was uh, my mate's wedding. Congratulations to the groom and beautiful bride. But that was a heavy, heavy session. I remember leaving and you were telling me, do not go overboard. Like, just chill out. You remember what happened on the weekend? You hadn't drunk in a while. Play it safe. I generally went there thinking, I am going to play it safe. As soon as I got there, I don't know what it was. Something in the air, maybe. Maybe it was the excitement for the first Blues home game, mm. but I went 
balls to the wall. He was a messy one, a very messy one. And the worst thing is, not only was the drink bad, because I drunk like my body weight, it was poor, it was rough. But it was like the chip, like the, again, anyone who doesn't know, we are on a pretty strict diet. And I just. Well, we were. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're not anymore. I am now. But yeah, that day, I don't know what happened to me. I was like a possessed beast. I ate like five slices of pizza, which didn't sound like that much. But to everyone else, that'd be not too too bad. I also had two donuts and I ate three slices of cake. Who's counting? Yeah, me. But which is so weird because you'd think if you're counting, you've obviously got a level of guilt. Just stop at the first donut, maybe. Stop at the first slice of pizza, maybe. Especially mm. if you're on a diet and you're Especially already drinking. Especially if you're drinking. already drinking, yeah. But things happen. Man, Discipline goes out the window it. at times. Man, that was the first fine. time in about a year, mate. Generally, I had a baby Guinness. Yeah, my baby Guinness are all right. Mate, they're all right, but again, that's, that is pretty much Oh, yeah, but sugar. I'll tell you something. If, if you're looking at donuts, pizza... Yeah, the baby Guinness uh, baby is, Guinness is tiny, mate. I know, man. Like, don't attribute that to the weight gain. That's fine. I know, and that's the thing. Yeah, we're supposed to be cutting again which is hard oh man it's, it's hard, hard to, to get take. your head around it's and to take. to take but uh yeah so our calories ridiculously low again but yeah my weight just keeps going up like how many days will that amount of food screw me up because it continues to screw me up and that was last thursday i don't want to worry anyone but i'm on ridiculous calories and somehow my weight's going up Something's not right. Something's up. But, yeah, we are where we are. We keep pushing on. And, yeah, onto the first home game of the Blues. That was the thing that was keeping me going. Mm. And it lived up to it. Don't you agree? I mean, I loved it. I loved it, the whole experience, everything which we will get into. I think it's a perfect segue, really, to take us into to, uh, some Blues news as yeah. well, really. Yeah. Because, obviously, Mr. Brady has been hot on the lips of pretty much the whole world and mm. his involvement with the Blues. We were saying beforehand, weren't we, a few days before, I was like, I oh, bet he's going to be there. bet he's going to be at the game. And, obviously, at the end of last season, we saw Wagner going into... I thought it was the Roost, but I think it was somewhere else, wasn't it? But yeah. uh, before the game, I was thinking, oh, man, imagine. Imagine if Brady is at the Roost. Night before, he posts a yeah. story, him getting on his jet or a jet, and it's yeah. hashtagging BCFC. Yeah. Tagging blues. And then I think there was a, a tweet he sent out maybe the night before again, going, oh, where's good before the game or worse? So that Man, I mean, to be fair, even the night before, before we even saw all that, me and you were saying, I think everyone kind of knew if Brady's in town, they're going to be going to the roost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did assume that. Even the night before, you know, I was saying to you, like, obviously, should we get down there and everything? I think a lot of fans, obviously, did go down. It was pandemonium, by the way By the way, it looked. It looked really busy, but... He was smart with it, though, wasn't he? He was smart with it, and I think we were smart, to be honest, because <laughs> even though I'd love to go meet the man, like... Oh, yeah. What a ball ache it would have been going into the roost. Imagine getting a cap busy on Tom Brady. I know, exactly. That would be a dream. Well, we have got one. Check our Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tom Brady wearing <laughs> our cap. But, um, 
yeah, I mean, it's just mad. I mean, the videos that have come out of, obviously, Tom Brady almost looking like he's... I've never seen Tom Brady look awkward, but he looks pretty awkward <laughs> I think he's a little bit out of his, I think he was a little bit out of his comfort zone, maybe. Yeah. But what a message that sends out, not only to the fans, to the club, to the outside world. I mean, again, since Tom Brady's been even mentioned or linked to the club, we've been all over front page. You know, you know we've been all over ma- media. Star sports. Yeah, everything. exactly. Global media as well. You know, when has that ever happened for Blues, really? A team in I the mean, championship. I got, got big media outlets are begging post-game yeah. to get an interview from Brady after yeah. the Blues match, which is hilarious. It is. It is mad, but it just goes to show the level of I know exposure that Tom Brady brings. Mm. And when you talk about, you know, I keep keep going on about it, Wagner talking about, you know, building revenue streams, building, you know, the club's exposure. Man, it doesn't get any bigger than this and we're already seeing it. I mean, the clips like you just mentioned of him being in the roost, gone literally viral. They're pretty much everywhere on my feed. On the Tilton 2, they're everywhere. Yeah, it's amazing to see. And him going in and actually meeting fans. Mm. You know, he, like I said, he was smart. He was smart in the fact that he went to the roost at like, what, 11 Probably in the morning yeah, 11, or something? 12, something like that. 12, yeah. um, which is obviously a little bit earlier than most people would get there. But obviously there's quite a few people yeah, still yeah, there who must have been there. I think a lot of people would have genuinely been there anticipating, is he going to turn up? Is he going to come? Um, but yeah, like an amazing thing to see. And even him, him putting out like a... What was it? Like a, it was a, a an post Instagram post, roost, yeah. yeah. And shouting out the roost. You were saying, weren't you? God, if you're the landlord of the roost or the owner of the roost. I've got a raging hard on. Oh my God. Literally. It is, yeah. Marketer's dream. Complete dream. I mean, you are literally shouted out. This tiny little small leaf pub for the Blues fans is shouted out on Tom Brady's. I mean, you would never see that coming. It's a f- over 14 million followers. Crazy. Yeah. Imagine you have, like, tourists coming into Birmingham now and it's like, uh, well, where's the roost? Mm. But what a classy, (laughs) classy, classy touch from Brady. If you haven't checked out the post, basically him saying, like, thank you and how amazing the the Leeds game was, check it out. Again, it's just a classy touch. And, I mean, we're seeing that a lot now, really, aren't we? And we spoke about it yesterday and we keep talking about bubble popping Gary Cook, mm. Gary Cook penned like a letter to the supporters. I think it was yesterday or the day yeah. before. And again, in that, he's basically worthy the effect of a massive thank you to everyone involved and how amazing the atmosphere and the result at Leeds was. And basically, that they continue to give, you know, he's around the fan experience, you know, give the fans experience that is world class they keep talking about that everything is world class world class you know blues to be world class in everything that they do and that again is amazing to read but you made a really good point didn't you around they are setting the president and the bar really really high you've just had first home game of season all the excitement we've had tom brady there we've had tom wagner there we've had gary cook there We've had, you know... Jeremy Dale there. Jeremy Dale there. We've had, you know, posts from Tom Brady saying, you know, words the effect of thank you. An open letter on the website to the fans from Gary Cook. 
Yeah. You had scenes of Tom Wagner <laughs> throwing Ooh, limbs about yeah. when, when Blues have scored The various the interviews that are going around. You know, we haven't had this kind of insight with owners or, you know, around the club for a very long time. But that, you know, realistically, is that sustainable? Is that going to continue after every game? Are we mm. going to get a note from... I'm not saying that that's what everyone needs, everyone wants... But, man, the president is set high, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, I think it's more for me about the uh, American side, like, you know, Wagner. Mm. Obviously, Brady isn't going to be coming to St. Andrews every week. But there's definitely a question mark for me around who we can expect, how often we can expect at the games, the kind of... Don't get me wrong, I think Wagner's always... And he knows what he's doing. He's obviously very smart with it. He knows that we are looking for a face. That's what's being being yeah. called out for for years and years now. So he will always be there. But I guess it's just waiting to see how much presence there really is there on a match day. Because at the minute, I mean, that buzz is massively helped in that first game by the presence of all of them isn't it like it added yeah. to the magic for sure and it being the first game of the season under exactly. new owners there was always going to be, be a big buzz exactly even just the buzz which is which is pretty mad really i thought as well the buzz and i was including that just to see what the ground looks like yeah. now inside yeah. obviously we've been to the club shop we've yeah. been you know around the ground so you see all the improvements outside but you know, there was general excitement for me going in there to see what the experience is like, mm. what they've changed. And I have to say, you know, I'm looking at it as well through rose-tinted glasses because I'm also still... I've got the adrenaline rush of the whole day. But it it just feels like a different club. It oh, really, yeah, really does. Massively. I just think, yeah, at the minute, it's all brand new and everything is going really well. I just think, yeah we're going to see a bit of a drop-off in terms of, I don't think we're getting letters every week from the owners and stuff like that. Mm. I'll be interested to see if like Gary Cook attends quite a lot of the games. Yeah, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? With him being Birmingham Yeah, exactly. Or, I, think, or I feel like he would be pretty... Area. I feel like he'd, he'll be like a face we genuinely I think do he, see. I think he will. I think he will be Wagner, as well. Wagner, Brady, I mean, yeah. To be fair to him, it's... I mean, Brady especially, but... Wagner even, I don't think it's fair to expect him. No, but I um, generally think he will be there more than no, you I think. Hope so I just have well. a feeling. I, that hope so as well. I don't think Brady's going to be there. No, much. no, no, no. He's got his own stuff going on. Yeah. But yeah, I just have a feeling Wagner. And he's smart, man. It's there. simple as that. Even if he, you know, came to just the odd game here and there, he knows how mm. much the fans will buy into that. Yeah. He knows, you know. There really is a forgiving aspect if you've just got your face yeah. there and you're present definitely definitely i mean as well just thinking of the impact brady has you know going mm. in before the game and after the game to speak to the players players i just imagine if you are you know alfie chang jordan james let alone you know the more senior players I mean, look at juki's celebration Brady, yeah yeah without spoiling anything obviously i mean most people who listen to this obviously know no, about the, the celebration yeah. but just that you know is for Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're all absolutely, and I don't blame him, looking at him as 
the guy that he is. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady. It was. It was just fever pitch yeah. at St Andrews. It really, really was. Like everyone was up for it. From obviously the the players, the fans, everyone involved. Everyone in St Andrews that day. There was just a buzz in the atmosphere from the very start. A buzz that. I even put a 25 quid bet on us winning and obviously daddy came in, mm. loved it, a 80 pound win. But I was just like, even before the game, I just felt like we cannot lose this. I just don't, you know, I just can't see it. It's like, it's almost written in the stars. We'll get into the game a bit later, but yeah, just the atmosphere once I was actually in St. Andrews as well. I was like, yeah. there's something, you know, there's just something in the air here as, as cringy, as cliche as it sounds. It was just different. The improvements around the ground as well. Yeah. I mean, we can get into that, obviously, while we talk about the game later. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all in all, yeah, amazing. And again, because of Mr. Brady, Blues all over world media mm. and that exposure for Birmingham City. Let's talk now about... Let's go some incomings and outgoings. First of all, you'll have seen Sam Crosgrove... He's had, well, I say involvement, been very, very light involvement, but obviously in pre-season, and he's been named as an well as a substitute on the bench. He was named as a substitute on the bench at Leeds. We know how thin we are up top. Sam Cosgrove is a player that I was thinking, hopefully, or it looked like potentially he'd be in the fold just to feature. Let's see what he's about. Obviously, we know he's done well in League One. We're crying out desperately for another striker. You know, senior strikers, it is Cosgrove, Juki and Hogan. But it looks like Cosgrove is going to be on his way out or is linked with a number of clubs. He's got a few suitors. Blackpool in League One look to be the lead. Well, they look to be in the lead to get his signature. Mm. Both permanent deals and loan deals are being discussed, but I think from what I've read, don't take my word as gospel, but um, Blackpool are preferring a loan deal. I would think the Blues would be preferring a permanent just because he's at the at the end. Well, next summer his contract's up, so you're risking losing him for nothing. Obviously, we paid two mil for him, which in modern day football isn't that much, but for, but for Blues, yeah. You know, I don't want to lose two mil. Um, so it's an interesting one. I think, yeah, the Blues have got to go from the standpoint of a permanent would be beneficial. They don't seem in, his plan, in, in our plans now. He's had long enough, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yes. through pre-season and stuff like that, like in John Eustace, I trust. obviously off the back of what a successful spell at Plymouth. Yeah. Everyone thought, to be fair, coming in that he would at least feature here and there. But there's got to be a reason to it. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of Blues fans are in the same boat. Look, mm. we've only, you know, him, Juki, Hogan, give him a shot. Yeah, like, exactly. Give him a shot. Exactly. If we can't sell him no. or get rid of him, then yeah, he's at, like I said, his contract's out next summer. Give him a shot because are we realistically going to get in another two strikers? If we get yeah. rid of him, I say we need two more strikers, yeah. really. Obviously, Tyler Roberts, you, can, you could play up top. But, yeah, I mean, we could talk about Tyler Roberts now, injured. Oh no! Da da da! Surprise! Yeah. Surprise! Something that's really hampered him in his career up to this point, and yeah, he pulled up on Friday with a 
I think it was a calf strain, and he's yeah. going to be out for three or four weeks, which Not obviously a is a blow. You know, a big well, if, man, he's a marquee signing this summer without a doubt. Is you know any of the players we've spent money on are marquee signings. Yeah, I mean, this is the risk, isn't it? This is the With risk. Him, yeah. A lot of people knew that he was obviously injury prone, and man, to get an injury, obviously three or four weeks. Don't get me wrong; it will come, come and go, hopefully fairly quick. But man. With first game of the se- first home game of the season, he's already out for that for he that must long. Must be gutted as well seeing that game. <coughs> oh yeah, that is not. He made sure he got miss. into the change room real early. I bet, I bet he had his Tom Brady top on. Yeah, exactly. But um, that's the thing, isn't it, with yeah. him? It's about keeping him fit as well. I, know, like, I hope it's just like not I said, the three same. or four weeks at the start of the season means nothing. But if that is a recurring yeah, injury, yeah, exactly. And what if it is like last season where okay, it's just a re reoccurring three or four weeks and it turns to like three months out yeah exactly we've seen that exactly right so we've discussed the outgoing potential outgoing of Mm. Sam Cosgrove we spoke about the injury of Tyler Roberts let's talk about some incomings first things first I want to talk about returning faces this week two I mean if you are like Sherlock Holmes you're looking at this sniffing around it thinking right rubbing your hands together Two names, Teddy Mengi, Lyle Taylor. Yep. Yes. Let's talk about Lyle Taylor first. Rumour started that, as well. Yeah, the player that I rate highly. Obviously, we're in the market for striker, mm. clearly. Um, but yeah, on his story, posted very visibly that he's at the Blues-Leeds yep. game. Had a box at the, uh, the Gilmerick, it looked like. Yeah, even had posted a picture of him with fans at the end of the game, posted mm-hmm. a video of Juki's penalty. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it, you know, a tiny bit of a stretch, but you're putting two and two together. You're thinking, is he coming? Obviously, last season didn't play any football at all. On the, well, not even on the bench at Forest. Nothing. I thought that if there was a deal to be done, it would have happened last year, but it didn't. Mm. This year, could it happen? We know he's over 30. Yeah, we know by the sounds of it, he's bit demanding fairly high wages. I think he's a bit of a diva, in it? Yeah. He just wants attention. He loves I think it. so, for sure. But, man, if we could get him on a short-term yeah, contract, it's a said, win-win. And a few people I've heard where if we could get him on like a one-year deal, I don't see how that's bad business. Not at and all. And just see, because... The fear I've got is if we did sign him and he's just a dud again. And it's like like you said, we've got a player who is probably going to be on higher wages than we want and hasn't got any end product, then that's a problem. But I think we've, we're in a bit of a driving seat with him as well because yeah, yeah, it's course. like, if you want to come, yeah, yeah come exactly. and this is the offer you'll get. And the excitement not, around the club. You've exactly. Got all that we've got building. the pull now. We genuinely do. And it's not like, I don't know, man, like like I said, all of last season without a club, all of pre-season without, yep. you know, and any you know you've got a fan base playing. who are going to buy yeah, into you like, straight away. And you're getting older. Your stock is decreasing. Yeah. More and more and more. Yep. Like, man, a player with a full season of no first-team football, you genuinely do. You drop off the radar. The reason why he's on our radar is because... Yeah, he had a good He season. had a good spell with us. Yeah. So that's literally it. Yeah. I mean, talking about that, talk about Apple, very quick point, Go on. but a hilarious one as well. So we saw the Lyle Taylor story. A Mr. Alan Halilovic. Oh, yeah. 
he shortly... Not in our good books. Well, no, not no. even shortly. While the game was happening, he put a story up, which was hilarious, of him watching the Blues game on like his iPad or whatever, shouting out Juki, all that stuff. But it just made me laugh, because it was like... I mean, at one point... We Mate, loved him. St. Halilovic. Exactly. Mate, we called Saint podcast Hililovich. episodes going to sign the contract, Halilovic. Go down our Instagram page, you I will know. see Halilovic. Mate, as... go on to Halilovic's tagged photos and <laughs> yeah, you'll see exactly. a picture that we created. There can't be and many tagged hilarious. pictures after that one. But anyway. St. Halilovic. Um, yeah, so I was surprised to see that. But even then, you know, I saw it and I just thought, where is he now? I forgot now. Is that... um. Oh mate, the don't even put me on the spot. But it's not hot. Is it like it. Cypriot or the something Greek Cita- league or something? I think it's a, yeah, something or like that. Croatian but league. It might be back in Croatia, but pff. either way, it's he's a shit a, team. He's had a, he's, had a, he's had a massive fall from grace. Yeah, and uh, to see him do that, I just feel like it's like a, a cheap attempt to kind of just get. What his you think name he's desperate to, to get blue. back to blue? Why wouldn't he be, mate? Yeah. He, it's he true. literally puts up on his story all the time, like pictures of Kevin Durant, obviously a different sport, that's NBA, but he puts pictures of Kevin Durant. He loves the American culture. You know he loves Tom Brady, yeah. undoubtedly. He's trying to get back on the Blues radar is what I'm, is what I'm <laughs> He's trying to, trying to manufacture a move. I just found it hilarious, that's yeah, all. And yeah. to be fair, I wouldn't blame him. Playing for the club he's playing for now. I know. I would have bitten Blues hand off back in the day. Oh my God, yeah. But yeah. But Lyle Taylor, could he be in a blue shirt very soon? Who knows? I think thumbs up from me if it's a, a short-term deal and his wages are affordable, whatever that means in the world of football. Mm. But yeah, if that is the case, I think absolute win-win. Win-win, we can't lose on that one. Um, but yeah, all will be revealed very, very soon. We could all be looking into this way too much and Blues have just given him a ticket yeah, well, in a box the next and just one. said, there's, a fuck, there's the home game. The next one. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like it's more of a lead to be honest. No, but if you want, yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, it's out of the horse's mouth, it. man. Let's get into it. As a post, I think from Ethan Laird after the game. Obviously, Ethan Laird coming from Man United, who does Teddy Mangi's parent club and who he's with at the minute, Man United. So they obviously know each other, mates. And yeah, a comment on that post is. Mr. Teddy Mengi saying, was it KRO and then the soon emoji? Soon arrow, yeah. Yeah. Mic drop. Like, obviously, all eyes on that. Yeah, I mean, Ethan Laird, I think, replied, like, you know, the eyes, uh, handshake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is basically an emoji. Basically saying, yeah, I'm coming to Blues and Laird's going, yeah, yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, you are. That for me, again, if we can get him cheap and he well I mean the main thing is man I think he's such a good baller generally pay money for him the problem is is he is extremely injury prone didn't you see a stat of him playing like something like 16 games in total was it over two seasons yeah yeah I mean we already saw him for when he was with us I thought he's brilliant great defender genuinely good in his feet as well which is really rare to find in a defender but Injury prone, injury, injury prone, Ridiculous and again, that's something prone. we need to be staying away from, because the squad is already thin. You can't be having numerous people out on the, you know, out on the sidelines. But if the deal is right, again, that's huge. And if mm. he can stay fit, you look at man. He, if we got him and he stays fit, 
Sanderson and Teddy Mengi together and my starting centre yeah, backs yeah, all strong day, team. like all day. Yep, it's a tough Mate, a back four line. of Laird, Teddy Mengi, Sanderson and Buchanan. Yeah, I'm ruddy in goal. Mate, and I've you've got genuinely got everything in that four as well. Mate, four lads who are comfortable on the ball. Yep. Good defensively. Attacking, you'll get it. Even Mengi will go forward, which, you know, maybe from your centre-back you don't want, but he will. It's just, yeah, that for me would be the cherry on top. It would be very strange if nothing happens with that deal. Mm. Very strange. But then there's also... Are they even allowed to do that kind of stuff before a deal's even done? Either yeah, way, he did. Know. Yeah, I don't know. If you want to see the post, go onto our Instagram. We did a post on it. I was that shocked. As soon as I saw it, screen grabbed it, put it straight up on the socials. But yeah, for me, that is a really exciting one. Really exciting one. The other incoming that we're seeing is a man, some championship fans, Blue Noses may be aware of or remember his time in the last season with Cardiff, a guy called Sorry Cabba. So he is currently with, I'm going to absolutely butcher this name, but it's in the Danish Super League. It's Mittyland, M-I-T-T-J-Y-L-L-A-N-D. Like, honestly, if you play Scrabble, that's your that's your word. But yeah, apparently a fee has already been agreed. Around the two million pound mark is what we're hearing, and it's just personal terms to be ironed out now. Again, as I said, Championship fans might know him. Last season, at the end of last season, he was on loan at Cardiff. He scored eight goals in seventeen games, which, come on, for Blues would be out of this world if we mm. can get a striker that's got a record of nearly one in two. Madness. It's not all plain sailing, though, because this season at his parent club, as I said, Mittyland, he's played eight games, scored zero. I think before that, before he went on loan to Cardiff, so the first part of last season, he'd played 16 games. He only scored two goals, but did make four assists. It's a different league. Either way, last season, he scored for Cardiff. Mm. And, you know, Cardiff stayed up, eight goals, it would have massively helped them. That's kind of like the headlines that are running with this story anyway. You know, his his goals help Cardiff stay up. Yeah. I think he's like six foot I know, three tall, striker, yeah. big lad, nuisance. 28, I think he is as well. Great age, really. It's not like a, you know, an up-and-coming star or, you know, whatever. It's He's, he's established. He's played enough football. So, for me... Yeah, again, if we can get that over the line, I think that sounds like a really promising, really good signing. Bolsters the ranks. And for two million for a striker, everyone wants a striker. Strikers come at a premium. Someone who's done it in the championship. Exactly, that's the main point. I think, you know, it's hard to, to pick any faults with that deal. Yeah. We are seeing on social media weak links that potentially he might be you know looking at Las Palmas or yeah. you know there was one social link that got shared to us that you know it even said that the deal had been done for him to Las Palmas but that's one link there's a lot more linking us to him and again a lot more saying that even the fee has already been agreed yeah and it yeah. is just personal terms that are in the works now so 
we'll see, we'll see. If it wasn't for the little spanner in the works of the last Palmas mention, I'd have said this deal is probably going to come off for us. We will see. But look, we're looking at centre-backs, which is positions we desperately, desperately need. Yeah. We're looking at strikers that we desperately, desperately need. And even this week, we had mention of Matt Lowe and, yes, the Villa, so-and-so, training with us, which is cover for that right-back position. So we are looking at the right positions. You know, the team are genuinely... They see what we need and yeah. are actively going out there to 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 fill that and bung mm. them up. So, yeah. yeah, it's an exciting time, isn't it? All in all, at the club. Yeah, I mean, it just looks like to be fair to them, like you said, we're looking at the right positions, but we're trying to do it the right way, which yeah. is as cost effective as possible and building and getting players for the future. Exactly, players exactly. that you know we can actually build with now. Um, yeah. I mean, we can get straight into the game now, to be honest, mate, because mm. I just want to talk about talk about. Yeah, I mean, that Saturday. is the main thing. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, let's start, let's start with the match day experience. Obviously, the buzz around the ground. People yeah. have seen pictures of all of the, you know, the new sign gone up, the TV screens that had gone up. Yep. Couldn't wait to get in the ground. Obviously, it was the first home game after Trevor Francis's passing. There was an amazing little memorial there. The clap on the eight minutes. Yeah, they're singing, bellowing out of keep right on. Like it genuinely felt like a special day, just, just in that in in those terms of remembering. You know, Trevor Francis. Let alone was it a first home game? Let alone was it a first game under, you know, Tom Wagner. Well, Tom Wagner's reign. It was just all in all amazing. One thing I noticed straight away when we got there first of all security was way tighter yeah i know <laughs> way tighter i think Hilarious. you literally said oh this definitely feels different already having to take your cap off and then having to look into my I cap i feel like he was just maybe the guy we went yeah to, maybe. Like maybe he was just a job maybe, worth, to be honest yeah the queue is pretty long getting in anyway so they were t- they were checking a lot more vigorously shall we say um straight into the ground man it felt like you're in what would you say? The music was very, very up tempo with it. I never thought I'd see the day where a Still Dre is blasting out know, in St Andrews, Andrews. as well as JK blasting out. Obviously, that makes more sense, but the music straight away was really upbeat, wasn't it? Yeah. It kind of got the whole, I don't know. I'd straight away, I noticed, I, I noticed that it was just different. We saw a little clock. We did, yeah. The, uh, God, do you remember years and years and years ago when they did that stupid crappy clock and mm. they unveiled it and it literally only lasted a season on the main stand. But there is a clock there again now. A lot of what do you call it? Like um you know the bits behind the scenes, like the boarding. It's not yeah. the advertisement boards, but you know, the boarding behind the seats, where the boxes are on the on the uh on the cop basically, all across there, that was all new. You know, we are Birmingham, keep right oh, yeah. on. Yeah, that looked clean. Yeah. The lower cops, absolute mess. Absolute, absolute mess. mess. But I mean it's better than what it was. I and mean, it's not I mean it was exposed and it foundations to be fair. But they had a nice little memorial there, Trevor Francis shirts and stuff yeah. like that, which is a really classy touch. And then at the bottom of us, the lower Tilton, it looks like it's pretty much ready to go, doesn't it? Pretty much. I mean, on the right-hand side, you've got what looks to be like the safe standing basically finished there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's just about building it out, I guess, across the rest of the stand. Yeah, but so, I mean, that looks good. I can't wait to get along. fans 
in there because yeah. yeah the atmosphere i can't even imagine the atmosphere getting any louder oh, than no. it did on saturday but all in all that you know it was again was even before kick off anything it was yeah the excitement was there man and people were screaming out keep right on yeah, yeah. before the players even got there then it yeah. was time it was game time baby and, and my god they uh, took some inspiration from the nfl yeah big time when as birmingham city had what would you call them, man? Like Pyro, fire lawn, yeah. fire, you know. Spit it out, mate. I don't know. What, what fire launch or whatever. Fire cannons. Fire cannons. You know, flares going off. You know, smoke. It's just mad, 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 mad. I haven't seen it. I used to laugh at walls, man, because I remember walls have all that fire stuff going on. And then there's, there's Boom City walking. Yeah, like... Just mad, but it just added to be fair to it. To the excitement. Oh, yeah, I, loved I it. mean, it might get a little bit cringy or a little bit worn out towards the end of the season if it's happening in every game. But man, I mean, what am I talking about? I know, I All of that it, stuff mate. will get you absolutely I amped loved it. and fired up. And again, it does, it sets the standards, doesn't it? It's we are a different club now, we are in a different chapter. And like I said to you, when I put that bet on before the game, I felt before going to the ground, there's no way we're losing, we're going to win this one. And after seeing all of that, after feeling the atmosphere, after seeing the fans, you know, I just thought, yeah, there's no way we're losing it. Mm. We know we're losing it. I mean, a quick, quick minor point again. We've seen, obviously, the player tunnel that got reworked. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention we that. We saw also, like, the plastic tunnel that they basically walked through as they're coming out onto the pitch. That's changed, and the old one, as well as the old dugouts, oh, yeah, great, have point. been donated to uh, what was it? Birmingham like a, AFC, is it like a, a lower, is know, that like a, a non league time? Team yeah, what? I think it is. It's pretty funny though, man. I saw on their Twitter oh, the uh, pitches, and it just it's sick, don't get me wrong. Like, if you were you know playing for that team, it's cool, it's like especially when you know the story, you know, they're donated from blues, all that stuff, but it just looks kind of out of place. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Where They've playing. got this massive, you know, it's, the, the, it's the covering, it's the covering as well of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as they're coming out, that's hilarious. Like, they've just got that, the basically, it looks like in a park. Yeah, but um, yeah, new dugouts as well at blues, which is interesting. I'm guessing they're, they're gonna have covers over the top of it, you'd hope so, because the this weather already isn't great, but. Wait till we get into the thick of the season in like October, cool. November. Oh man, it's massively. Cool. It's way better. Massively. All right, let's get into the lineup then. So, um, well, just an interesting lineup, to be fair, wasn't it? So we start with Ruddy in goal. John Eustace came out and said he was going to start or he was going to play him, but I did have question marks over it because I was thinking, obviously, again, mentioned it in last week's episode, Ruddy being linked to Luton. And apparently a deal had been struck. It was just about us getting a replacement. So I did think that there's a good chance of him not even playing because, you know, it's one of those getting ready to life without Ruddy. But him playing symbolises to me, maybe he's not. Hopefully he's not. Uh, in defence, we had Laird on the right, Sanderson along through the middle and Buchanan on the left. I was buzzing to see Laird and Buchanan starting. I think Laird had, had a bit of a knock anyway mm. um, last week. So it's question marks over him starting, buzzing to see both of them playing. You know, it's, it's different, isn't it, seeing them or hearing things about them than actually seeing them play. Bielik and Sundjic playing as like holding midfielders so Sundjic kept his position 
and we'll get on to him. I want to talk about him. And then in front of those two sitting, we had Bakuna on the right, Keshi Anderson through the middle, uh, Dembele on the left, and then Scotty Hogan up top on his own. Mm. I mean, yeah. Like I said, the wing-backs... Wanted to see, excited to see them. Sunjic, when I saw his name, I was really, I was, I was excited to see him because we haven't seen him in a while. He didn't have a great season last season at all. On I was loan. intrigued. Exactly, that's probably the better word for it. Intrigued. Dembele, couldn't wait to see him. I've always been excited about him. We'll get on yep. to that a bit later. And Bakuna kept his place in the team after his performance at Cheltenham away. All in all, I think it was a strong team, and I, I, yeah, I generally couldn't couldn't falter it really. Onto the game, onto the game. Where should we start, phase? There's a number of points and key standouts I want to make. What is funny is I don't know if it's the algorithm pushing it or whatever, but I have seen so many videos of Leeds fans and their opinions on YouTube about this game. They're mm. talking about are oh, their squads in despair. A lot of players not wanting to play, a lot of moving parts. Obviously, they've got Daniel Farker as their manager, big manager. Favourites to go up, or one of the favourites to go up, but it's not going their way. And them saying, basically, how it was a crap game. Yeah, Crap I mean, game, and both teams look crap. Mm. And I have to disagree. Yeah, I have to disagree. I don't think Blues look crap at no, all. No, I don't think honest. so. I think Leeds look crap because Blues genuinely yeah. played really well yeah really really well things that you want to see you know us pressing we saw that again the the i mean Leeds didn't really have much going forward really did no, they dan I mean, james on their right was brilliant yeah i think it was but other than that when the game kicked off i mean i thought to be fair you could see little glimpses of improvements from our squad already you saw Buchanan look solid straight away you saw Sunjic playing well straight away you saw Dembele getting the ball trying it on straight away mm. I think that first half was where Leeds especially the first probably half an hour Leeds had a t- had a bit of success or a bit of trying it on especially with Dan James I think it was Dan James and Laird yeah they were having a a big match off I remember saying to you I was like wow Laird's in for a tough Mm. game here because a few times he got turned yeah and obviously we know Laird quick Dan James is absolutely rapid there was one where Dan James yeah passed it around him ran around the back of him got to it played a little dangerous ball tried to pass it across goal Mm. um obviously defended but I mean to be fair even then you know even when they seem to be attacking fairly well or you know stringing some passes together in midfield I have to say like the defence was strong Sanderson had a great game throughout he had a captain's performance yeah first half and second half I mean first half remember like the first half an hour he was literally anything that came near the box Mm. he was just absolutely rifling it back up the pitch putting his legs right through it Kevin Long, give him his flowers yeah. as well. He was really, really strong. I gen- generally couldn't falter either centre-back. Buchanan, man, I could talk about Buchanan for a while because that is a, I don't know, that left-back position for me feels like a bit of a passion project. I moan and moan and moan all day about that left-back position. We go back all the way to once we lost Pedersen. 
Now, people used to mind about Pedersen playing in that mm. position as well. But I said it, once he goes, it's such a huge hole to fill. And we've been battling that ever since. We even had Bella playing there. And how many times do we get exposed? All the time, literally all the time. And Longello come in, issue still remained. Getting caught out. Buchanan is that left back we have yeah. been crying out for, I just man. Hope fit. Like, he really, really is. Like him for me, Laird is a baller, no doubt about it. But for me, Buchanan that game, just what he did, I think a lot of people might he, he might skip or you know slip under the radar. Because when you look at it on the surface, you might think, well, Laird's the player is really dynamic. I guess so. I mean, Buchanan was very back. prominent in that game. Yeah, I hope so. I hope people think that because genuinely, what he was doing, I think, was just exactly what he needed to do you could see he'd sit back slot in while and it just allows Laird to go forward and every time he'd pass it off to Dembele every single that, time exactly every single time he'd pick the ball up at the back he'd always be in space ready to receive looking from Sanderson or Long and yeah that ball his head up he's not hitting long balls or anything like that he would Mate, go straight even, to Dembele even, I remember there was a, a long ball he did in the first half where mm. he just passed it straight down the channel I think it was to Dembele or maybe Hogan running onto it and even that one mm. was a great little pass but what I'm saying is he's always looking he gets he, you know his head's up and every time the ball to Dembele was on Dembele would get it literally in our own half or on the halfway line and already you feel like, right, we're on the attack. Mm. We're on the attack. But then Bailey would pick the ball up and would drive, drive down the wing. I mean, to start with, I know it's Den Bailey looked a little bit hesitant, didn't he? Mm. Looked a little bit hesitant. Dare I say, a little bit weak on the ball. You know, like he, you know, any player kind of knocking into him, I felt like maybe he was, I don't know, just a little bit hesitant. But man, after about half an hour, I'd say, he was tearing him apart. And the second half, Dembele performance, wow. Like, that's it. I said it on last week's episode, I think it was, or the, or the week before, you know, us losing Chong, some people were really disappointed, thinking, you know, oh, we lost a big player there. And we did. But Dembele is what Chong wasn't. Mm. That might, yeah. you know, for people might disagree, but he is so oh, direct, early, so yeah, tricky. For me, he's an absolute baller, even yeah. from that game. I mean, we'll get into the second half. Quick point about the first half is... Overall, I was really happy with it. I thought, I mean, we ended the first half. I remember you saying to me, like, I don't want the first half to win yeah. because of the momentum that we yeah, had. Yeah, we yeah. were the driving team, I'd say. Definitely. The only thing was, and I think it was for both teams, really, there wasn't any clear-cut chances across both. It was almost like, especially for Blues, we were doing the right things all the way up, but then just couldn't get a shot off, couldn't get a pass across that actually went to a player. Oh, it was... So it was kind of like a stalemate in that regard. But team play and excitement and, you know, almost the the aura of creating chances, like I feel like it was all in Blues' favour in the first half. And it was just a question of when the whistle blows... Come back out in second half and keep Don't them in the Yeah. I mean, one thing, Keshi Anderson, you just wanted to put your foot through the ball. And yeah, I think there was, there was a time with Dembele as well early on, you know, just shoot now. You don't need to pass it in. We need to get the shot off. You know, there's one for Keshi Anderson, I remember. He's pretty much free. 
slight angle run into the box. This is the second half now. Was it the second half? Yeah, because you're attacking us. But, you know, there was that hesitance. And that was a that was frustrating to see. Mm. I mean, we could talk about the second half. I mean, a point I want to make, just a general point in the game was Sunjit. Sunjit massively surprised me. Yeah, He had... Man, I don't know. Go on, I'd, that was I'd, ridiculous I would, as you were about to go. Yeah, go I on, would say it. one of the best games he's had in a blue shirt. Right. It's not hard though, is it? Yeah, exactly. It's not hard. But I, I generally think he did. Than that. His passing was brilliant. Passing was brilliant. First time passes, spreading yeah, I mean, the ball I out wide. He's ever been good at passing, really. Yeah. yeah. As a strong suit. But this time, I mean, even the through ball he put through in the was first it half. He was to that Dembele. to Dembele. Yeah, put him in. Crazy pass yeah. out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, yeah. First time passes he was doing where he would switch it. Just... Literally, over the ball over his, you know, balls over his shoulder, pretty much. You know, he's playing. Man, at times he was even bringing the ball down. Exactly. Um,. Yeah, he was just disruptive as well. Yeah, getting the ball back, running as we all know. We all know that's the thing you can't fault a Sundic with is he will run himself into the ground like a headless chicken. But there was end product. He was breaking at play, moving play forward, and him and Bielik, they genuinely looked great in terms of what they're providing for the team. You know, you had it's just a solid foundation for everyone to build on. You know, they're sitting deep, breaking at play in the middle. They dominated the middle. you got Laird bombing on down the wings. It allows a platform for Bakuna and Dembele to move forward. It's, you know, and links play between defence and, you know, the cam, which was Keshi in the first, well, in the first part of the game, and, uh, and Scotty Hogan. So for me, that was, yeah, really promising to see. Very. I mean, the second half was luckily much the same. I do yeah. think that we kept we kept a good formation. We kept good play. We kept yeah. disciplined. Like you mentioned, the, the biggest chance really at one point was that Kessie Anderson run through. Um, it looked like he kind of, like you said, got hesitant and almost pulled it back for the defender yeah. to get in the way. I really do think you should have rifled through it. Yeah. Either way, I'd rather you get tackled and lose the ball. Yeah, going for going the shot. Going for the shot. Or you, 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 you fire out of St. Andrews, you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. just have the go. I was saying this to you. I was like, man, you know, that's the that's the kind of ball and opportunity like you, you, you're praying for on a match 100%. day, really. Do you know You've what I mean? got a clean shot like, Yeah. Whether it's like you're running into the box. Running, There's a bit yeah. of distance. But, mate, like get your shot away. Like If yeah. that... I can't compare myself to Kesh Anderson, but man, just on a Sunday, you think, you know, when you're playing football, that's the kind of thing you want in that atmosphere as well. The crowd is roaring. I think you'd be taking a shot from anywhere. I know, but there's almost some players... Pressure, I guess. They don't yeah. want to mess up. They don't. But, but I don't see it as a mess up. I'd rather no. you take the shot. I mean, another big point to me, which I feel like almost changed the game again towards the end of it, was mm. when Miyoshi came on. Yeah. Everyone was excited for it. I was yeah, really yeah. excited to see him come on. And man, he is a little baller. He's a little trickster. You can see when he gets on the balls, he added a whole other dynamic. He's technical, man. Especially with with Dembele out there as well. It looked like fun, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he looked like he was really enjoying it for sure. Yeah. And um and then the goal. I mean the goal what crazy. 
Dembele already having the game that he was having. Yeah. Nice little run with the ball. Yeah. He's obviously seen Laird's run, played a great ball in, right behind the defender. Well, right behind Daniel James, actually. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, it was I a know. defender at the time, but no, it was Daniel James. And man, it was a penalty. It felt like at the time, now that I've watched the highlights back and the replay, it felt like at the time, it didn't get called for ages. But yet, in the highlights, right, it looked pretty more. instantly. Yeah, I mean, when we were there, obviously... We were man, there. it felt like yeah. there was silence for ages. Like yeah, everyone you're just screwing. nervous, aren't you? you? Man, how many times have we had decisions not go our way at St. Andrews? Yeah. A lot. So, it's just one of them, isn't it? I Keep was a bit, I was a bit questionable about Juki stepping up to the mark. And, oh, and I'm still sceptical. I knew it was going nearly straight down the centre of the goal. But we nearly got saved, sorry. Yeah, I mean, either way, 1-0 the Blues. Couple chances from Leeds, but even then, you know, there was like a nothing. little chance at the end, but there was nothing. I mean, we, I still think major, we had the better major. chances as well. Yeah, you we know, deserve to Kevin win Long game. could easily. have scored twice. Easily deserved to win the game. Kevin Long could have scored twice. Keshi Anderson could have got a shot away. Who yeah. knows if that was on target? That yeah, could have yeah. been a goal. Hogan, I mean, I wouldn't even say he had any clear cut chances because he, he didn't even want to give himself a, a shot. He was a ghost in the game, wasn't First the game. time shots. Even you're surprised if they go in. But Yeah, I know, I know. But yeah, overall, you have to say a great performance, a performance I'm happy about. And again, the excitement. I deserve a three points yeah, as well. Yeah, if anyone was getting it, it was us. We deserve that win for sure. Any Leeds fans, whatever, you say what you want, but you were you looked pretty poor because we were better. We were on top of you. You didn't really give us any problems and overall a great performance. And I cannot wait for Blues to get into the next Next game, it's just a shame it's an away game that we're not going to. But that takes us on to Bristol City. That is our next away game. Hopefully, we can keep the momentum going. I mean, the buzz around the place. We're going to take a sellout crowd to Bristol. It's going to be absolutely firing. The only change I would make would be... Take Keshi out and put in Miyoshi. Yeah, I mean, I'd Let's love that. Let's give him a start. I'd love that. Otherwise, but keep the same team. I do just think there must be... I don't know if Eustace's idea is Miyoshi as a super sub or what, but maybe there is like a bit of fitness that he's having to return to or something. Mm. I personally, especially after just seeing what he brought out against Leeds... And even the fan reaction, I mean, I knew that we were excited to see him, but man, uh, the whole stadium stood up him. for him. People love him. Chanting his name already before he even came on. I know. So, yeah, I mean, I think everyone's calling for that. I'd love to see him start and actually get as many minutes as possible in and see how he can change the game from the get-go. And the best thing about him is, yeah, you can see there's genuinely a player there. I think he'd be he's going to be really dangerous in the championship for sure. Man, touches and that. Yeah, it's, I know. He's got it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Technically, as a player, he's a technical player. Yeah. He looks quick. Nippy, agile, yeah. good yeah, touches. Man, agile is a word for it, yeah. Can get the ball in tight spaces, can get yeah. it out. Yeah, overall, like I said, a really strong-looking player for me. Looking at Bristol, looking at their running of games, their first game, they drew to Preston North End. And their last game... They were away to Millwall and they won. 
They won in the last dying minutes, mm. 90 plus four. Bristol's a weird one. We've gone there, we've got wins. It's a it's a game that I think we should be winning, especially after beating Leeds and the start to the season we've had. But they could be a banana skin, as mm. we know. It's all down to the lads, to be honest, for me. Because <laughs> I genuinely think if we go out and give a performance like we did against yeah, Leeds... Yeah, no, I don't think Bristol I, I, got I really do think we'll get a win. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think we win. I think we win comfortably. I think we get two goals. I think we go in 2-0 oh, a win. This is the thing, because I was about to say, like, this is where our predictions already... I went from being Four. pessimistic into the, salt, into the start of the season to now... I'm literally firing up the promotion bus because yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely seeing Bristol as a win and I'm definitely seeing Plymouth as a win. So basically, we've started off the season red hot mm. because we've got, what, a draw and three wins in my eyes. But uh, I don't know. I feel like that could be realistic. Man. I really do feel like we play, we get Bristol and I feel the Plymouth game back at home Obviously, I mean, I shouldn't even predict that yet, but <laughs> we'll get into that next week. But, yeah, I just feel like there's something about the club. I feel like we're firing. I feel like the players are confident. I feel like we've got some ballers there. I feel like, yeah, yeah Bristol shouldn't be the team that weigh us down. Obviously, oh. you've got the away factor to it, but travelling Blues fans, still the excitement, all of that, I think that should carry over. Well, we literally have an identical record to Bristol at the minute. Mm. We're ninth, they're tenth. Two games played, one won, one drawn. Literally, mirror image. So it's going to be exciting. Let the excitement continue. And man, just enjoy this time as a Birmingham City fan. It's been a long time coming and long may it continue. Hopefully, the bubble does not burst. I think that gives us a wrap for episode 101. 101. Thank you everyone for listening. Before we go, one last shameless plug. If you don't, please go and check us out on our socials at the Tilton 2. Yep. Instagram at the Tilton 2. On Instagram and other social media platforms. Yeah, Twitter, Facebook at the Tilton 2, YouTube, the Tilton 2, and our website www.thetilton2.com. Grab your caps now exclusively on the website we will be back same time next week with episode 102 hopefully we'll be celebrating yet another week and the the blue noses in dreamland literally continues but until next time keep right on keep right on